0: Hi, I'm Katherine, and I'm Sheila, and we're taking you through Private Eyes.
1: In this week's episode, you will hear the full recording of the 911 call.
2: Emergency? I
3: need Cass County 911.
2: I'm sorry? I'm in
3: Cass County. I need Cass County 911.
2: Okay, stay online, okay? right. You
3: still there, sir? Hello? Hey, I need an
0: ambulance.
3: Cass County 911, what is your emergency? Hey, a girl that I'm with just shot herself. I need an ambulance and a police officer at Hugh Springs, Texas. Is she still alive? No, I don't think so. Oh, she. All right. What is your name? Jeff Wellborn. Okay. You there with her? Yes. Okay. And you don't think she's breathing? No, she shot herself in the head. Okay. I'm going to get a deputy in route out there. Okay. Well, I'm going to transfer you to champion first, so you can talk to them and I'll get a deputy in route. Okay.
2: All right. Stay on line. What's the telephone number you're calling from?
3: Uh, the the home number.
2: Okay. Tell me exactly what happened.
3: A, a girl I was with just shot herself, like in the head.
2: Okay. Are you there now?
3: Yes, I am.
2: Okay. Send first responders and officers to this.
3: Yes, please. Hurry. Hurry. Okay.
2: Are you with her right now?
3: Yes, I am. She's sitting here in the truck. She's how old 20. Is she? She's 20. Okay. She's she's deceased. Is she awake? No, she's deceased.
2: Is she breathing? No. Okay. Hold on, just a second. Okay, we're getting the ambulance on the way, and we're getting county on the way. Okay.
3: Please, please, please.
2: Okay. Can you expl- can you tell me what's going on with her?
3: Uh, she how she feels and
2: how how she looks or anything.
3: No, she's dead, dude. She's sitting here in the front seat of the truck and Okay, what I got, ma-
2: what and what makes you think that she is?
3: She shot herself in the fucking head with a okay. forty five.
2: Okay. Is there a defibrillator available?
3: No, there is nothing here.
2: Okay. I'm sending the paramedics to help you now down the line. I'll tell you exactly what to do next. Are you right by her now?
3: Yes I am.
2: Okay, listen carefully. I want you to lay her flat on her back and remove any pillows.
3: No, she's sitting in a truck seat. She's trying to breathe.
2: Okay, then I want you to lay her flat on her back and remove any pillows.
3: Okay, We're I'm try her to out. are trying to do CPR. No, no, CPR is not going to help.
2: Okay, you said she was trying to breathe.
3: No, back of her head. the back of her head is blown out.
2: Okay. And I got
3: fucking blood all over me.
2: Okay, is she or is she not trying to breathe, like you said?
3: No, she she's making a little gasping breaths, but I, I've been to Iraq, I know what this shit looks like.
2: Okay, will you lay her flat on her back and remove any pillows? I did. Okay, listen carefully, and I'll tell you how to do chest compressions. Place the heel of your hand on the breastbone, in the center of her chest, right between the nipples. Put your other hand on top of that hand.
3: I know how Open to do the that. chest
2: hard and fast, at least twice per second, and two inches deep.
3: She's, listen, I, I know how to do rescue breathing. Just get somebody here now.
2: The ambulance is on the way, and they're gonna be coming as fast as they can, but in the meantime, I need you to do chest compressions.
3: She's breathing. She doesn't have any kind of pulse, and I'm doing them.
2: You're doing chest compressions right now?
3: Yes, while I'm talking to you.
2: Okay. Well, we're going to do this 600 times, and I need you to count out loud and keep the pace. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And count out loud while you're pumping her chest.
3: Oh, she's got. She's got a slight pulse. She's got a slight pulse. Get somebody. Just get somebody here now.
2: The ambulance is on the way.
3: Okay. She's got a big heartbeat. The chest compressions are not going to work. Okay,
2: so she does have a heartbeat now?
3: Just a slight okay, one. Look
2: at her very closely and tell me exactly what you see and hear her doing, because we're fixing to do um, a breathing breathing detection.
3: It is, it is labored breathing.
2: Okay, I want you to say now. now, every single time she takes a breath in, starting immediately.
3: Now. Next. Now.
2: Next. Now. Next now okay
3: but she shot herself in the head
2: with her i understand she shot shot herself in the head right yeah okay and we just did the breathing detection so that that's actually how she's breathing right now
3: Yes, I can hear her breathing.
2: Okay, well, stay right with her and make sure that her head is tilted back and check breathing often. If she vomits, turn her on her side and clean out her mouth. No, and no, no.
3: I, and I I'll tilt- stay on
2: the line until help arrives.
3: I tilted her head back. You can feel fucking brain plate moving. Excuse me. I tilted her back. You can feel her head fucking being swishy.
2: Okay. And is she still breathing like what she was? Yes. Okay. Well, that that's good. I'll stay on the line until help arrives. Tell me when the paramedics are right with her, or if anything changes.
3: She's breathing. I, I got out of the truck,
2: Mm-hmm.
3: you know, to, like, walk into the fucking open the door and shit to get her in, and I heard something sound like a fucking firecracker. And I opened the door of the fucking truck, and it was, like, smoky. You know, I, I, I don't know.
2: You don't know what? I don't know what the fuck just happened. So y'all are going to be outside of a residence in a truck?
3: Yes. What's Where your nearest outside, cross now, street? got yeah, blood all over the right side of her head.
2: I understand. What's your nearest cross street?
3: There, the, the, the highway and this county road.
2: What's the name of the highway?
3: Like, 2216, it's a loop around Hugh Springs. Okay. There's a car coming.
2: Okay. It's not the ambulance yet. No. Okay, so... Driveway. they're up. So near FM 2612?
3: I think that's the fucking road number for the loop around you Spring.
2: Okay. And are you going to be south of that or north of that?
3: Here's the police officer. I'm south of it. Okay. Hold on.
2: Okay.
3: Hey, I got out of the truck to go and lock the door at the house, and I heard something that's coming. Okay. okay. What happened? Danny shot herself. did Danny, the girl laying right there. So what, or hear it happened? No, it, it sounded like a fucking firecracker going off. She was in the, in the truck. I got to, like, going off the door. Stand right over here, Okay. She's breathing, but the right side of her head is covered in blood. Danny Smith is her name. Are you the uh, latest name? No, I was, like, dating her. Okay. Does she live here? No, she lives in Long Beach. Okay. But, she's still to, but she's you still breathing, like yeah. but what you uh, see is that thing Yeah. you inside the house when it happened? I was like over here unlocking the door. Who else was here? Just me and her. The ship's everybody, anything? Yeah, we were arguing and stuff and yeah. drinking. Go ahead and get your driver's license stuff and over here. Is it in this truck? Yeah. I don't know where it is. My bill told okay. somewhere. Just come over here, John. She's still breathing, but she's got she's got a contact one out one to the right side of her head. You can keep the weapon truck with me. no I don't have any. You got blood on your hands? Yeah. Uh uh two on nine one one to get her out of the truck and lay her fly out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the back seat? But I mean, you're not under arrest, sir. I just, I just don't want to. I want to get I understand. Yes. Let me sit right here not in the car. You, I'm going to leave the door open for you. I, I, just, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to sit down at all. Well, you're not going to wander around. No, I understand. Is this your house? Yes. You know what? just had to stop it? I thought, uh, the cash
4: beam. You're still on the phone with him. okay. Hang it up Okay. He said just I- stay on the line and see she starts stops
1: The very first thing that struck Danielle was early on in the 911 call.
4: It's actually the first thing that Jeff says, 911 Morris County, what is your emergency? Jeff says, I need Cass County 911. He needs it. To me, the word need is demanding. Does he know somebody in the county? Why does he need Cass County to respond and at Mar- Morris County? And
1: need to me is what his needs are. What does Jeff need? Not oh, my God, my girlfriend is sitting next to me with a bullet hole in her head. She needs medical help. She needs to be life flighted somewhere. It's what Jeff needs.
4: Yeah, you are absolutely right. Uh, He doesn't even start the call with my girlfriend shot herself. My girlfriend shot herself. It's I need Cass County. So you're completely right on that, Sheila. And in fact, he doesn't say my girlfriend. He says A girl I'm with just shot herself. I could say that in the parking lot of a grocery store. A lady next to me just shot herself.
0: Who needs a particular, if there's an emergency, who needs anything? You just need whoever's the closest, whatever emergency personnel are available to you. It's not about what county you're coming from. So to me, that was the first thing that stuck out to me was him saying that he needed Cass County 911 was, okay, well, what affiliation or or association does he have with Cass County? He's dating Danny Smith. He's not
1: saying her name. He's not making any kind of personal connection at all. He is
4: disassociating 100 percent. You nailed that.
1: I hope this starts a conversation with the people listening. You know, why would he give his home phone number, assuming he called from his cell? Why is his home phone number so important?
4: Yeah, that part confused me. When you call 911, first of all, they know what number you're calling from because it comes up. Him giving his phone number, was that to verify that he lives in Cass County and that's why he needs it? Is there a personal connection to the home phone number. That part I didn't, I didn't get at all.
1: So we go from his his home phone number and his needs, but he hasn't described the scene. He hasn't described what's going on and the operator has to ask. She asks, what's going on? The 911 dispatcher says, okay, are you with her right now? Jeff uses the words, hurry, hurry and then describes Danny Smith is
4: sitting next to him in the truck. The operator asks how old she is. He says that she's 20, and the operator says, is she awake? And Jeff says, no, she's deceased, which is a very formal word. It's not a word that I personally would use in a conversation. I would say, no, she's dead. But he used the word deceased.
0: Yeah, the word deceased is just one of the many things I feel like he does or says throughout this conversation that really separate him from Danny. Obviously, he started by saying the girl I'm with shot herself. Now he's using words like deceased. He's throwing medical jargon in. And that is such a separator. So let's go through this
1: because that, to me, is very important. He says she's deceased, and then we go through the rest of the 911 call.
4: The champion EMS dispatcher says, and you're going to try to do CPR, and Jeff flat out refuses. He says, no, no, CPR is not going to help. You know, she says, "Okay, I thought you said she was trying to breathe. No, back of her head is blown out. Okay, is she or is she not trying to breathe like you just said? She's already questioning Jeff's credibility. She knows the situation is not black and white as he is trying to portray. Then he says she's making gasping breaths, but I've been to Iraq and I know what this shit looks like.
1: Exactly my point. He has been to Iraq and he may not have been a medic, But he has training on how to render aid. He was refusing to render aid. She has his number. She's not going to let him take control of the 911 call. And she pushed back and she continued on.
4: Yeah, she tells him to listen carefully and says, I'll show you how to do chest compressions. She definitely wants to show him. She doesn't believe him. Jeff then says, listen, I know how to do rescue breathing. Just get somebody here now. Well, again, the urgency to get somebody here now, but remember, she's dead, dude. Yeah, that's another thing too, Danielle's point. The operator says, you're doing
0: them right now because she doesn't believe it. She knows what it sounds like to be on the other end of a call when someone's doing compressions. It's labored, it's strenuous, it's difficult to do them. You can't just be on the phone with one hand And it doesn't even sound like he would be doing that. She's clearly tipped off to something isn't right here.
1: The only time he is pushing to get somebody there is to change the direction of the phone call. Stop what the dispatcher is saying, but going to something else. This is when you can really hear what's going on in a 911 call. First of all, the tone Jeff takes with her and the tone she pushes back with. When she says to lay her flat on her back and remove any pillows, he gets salty with the 911 operator and says, I did. His tone said more in those two sentences than he did with hurry, hurry, hurry. She's keeping Jeff on track, something he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to render aid.
4: Yeah, she tells him that, you know, he needs to keep doing compressions and all of a sudden and she's breathing. She doesn't have any kind of pulse and I'm doing them. Well, if she's breathing, doesn't that mean she does have a pulse? he wants an excuse to not do the compressions because she's breathing on her own. And the operator questions him. She's like, you're doing compressions right now? Yeah, well, I'm talking to you. Well, we don't hear him put the phone down. So how is he doing compressions with two hands while holding the phone? And even if he did put it down, his breathing pattern is unchanged. You don't hear him deep breathing while he's doing compressions.
0: In the moment that he's supposed to be doing chest compressions, He's explaining his story. Obviously, that to me indicates where his mind is at in the moment. It's that he is trying to explain what's going on and what his perspective is. It's not to render aid to someone who's gasping for breath.
1: I do like the tone that the dispatcher used on him. She pushes him and says, I need you to count out loud. I don't believe you're rendering aid.
4: Yeah, and all of a sudden, she's got a heartbeat again. And the chest compressions, Jeff says, are not going to work because she has a slight heartbeat. It sounds like because the operator is pushing back, he
0: then just agrees that he did it.
1: For someone who is in the military, in the Marines, they would know how to render aid, how to start the process. In my opinion, Jeff has placed himself as an authority as a Marine doing two tours in Iraq. If he's such an authority, then his story and what he's doing and saying would add up. It's not adding up. He's not rendering aid. Every time he's pushed, he has another excuse not to.
4: He actually sounds disgusted by the situation. He has blood on his hands. Her head is squishy. Her brain plates are moving. He is disgusted by the situation. And he resents her for it. He's mortified by it. He's grossed out by the situation.
0: Did he do anything to cover the wound? At the very least, every basic human understands that if there's blood coming out of someone, you should probably put pressure on it to stop the bleeding. And not even that is done. You don't have
4: to go to Iraq to know that either. Officer Sartain from the Hugh Springs Police Department then shows up on scene. So we have the audio that is still from the 911 call, but officer Sartain also has his body cam. So we do have two different audios of this live situation.
1: We played officer Sartain's last episode.
4: Officer Sartain reaches Jeff and says, "What's going on?" and Jeff says, "Hey, I got out of the truck to go unlock the door to the house. And I heard something that sounded" Sartain says, "Tell me what happened." And he says, "Danny shot herself." First time he's used Danny's name. Yeah, and he says it to Sartain. So does Sartain know her? He says it very conversationally, like, Danny shot herself.
1: When Sartain says who, he once again used Danny's name. But he followed it up with the girl laying right there.
4: Yeah, Sartain then asks him if he saw or heard it happen. He said no, it sounded like a firecracker going off. Again, we have this war vet from Iraq, not knowing the difference between a firecracker and a gunshot. She was in the truck. I got to go, like, unlock the door. So Jeff is saying for the second time in this minute with thirteen, that he got out of the truck to go unlock the door of the house.
1: What was the thing that you have brought up probably a hundred times about this call
4: Not one time does Jeff talk to Danny directly during the call. He doesn't say, Help is on the way. I called for help. You're going to be okay. Or even, Why did you do this? If he's accusing her of shooting herself, he doesn't say, Why did you do this? Not once does he talk to her directly, plead, cry, talk, not once.
1: And if you've heard other 911 calls, you have heard people begging for help, begging to get someone
0: there to render aid. People are hysterical when a loved one has is hurt. No matter who hurt the person, if someone that you love is hurt, there is hysteria on the other end. This was so matter of fact, distancing and using medical jargon, rational thought almost. I can tell you, my 18 year old dog had a seizure. And in the middle of his seizure, I ran out of my house, left the door wide open and went to my neighbor's house screaming bloody murder, thinking that they would do something and help me and come out of the house to drive me to the vet. And he did. But in that moment, the door was open. I was screaming other neighbors were coming out. It was complete. And that's my dog. (laughs) I can't imagine someone that I was dating, shooting themselves And not being completely hysterical and beside myself.
1: 911 calls are the first interview a police officer gets if they listen. If they listen to the 911 call after the incident, they could pick up little tidbits to use in an interview. And so, what we're gonna talk about next time is just that. Did the police listen to the 911 call? and ask the proper questions. Did they ask what needed to be asked to Jeff about Jeff?
4: In the next episode, we're gonna talk about the inconsistencies between the 911 call and statements given to several different officers.